each one of you here chose this. You knew this was going to happen before you entered planet Earth. You knew this, you chose this, you knew, and it just kept being reiterated to me. And also it's all love, it's all love. We're all just walking each other home. And it is so beautiful to think that my soul and your soul and Lena's soul all decided that on Lena's 30th birthday, we're going to help guide Zoe back home because that's when it's going to be time for her to do that. And we made that contract with each other. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Modern Psychedelics Podcast. I'm your host, Lana. And I'm your host, Zoe. Together, we are going to be taking a journey each week, introducing you to some of the greatest minds in plant medicine and psychedelics. Our intention is to bridge the gap between science and spirituality and to ignite awarenesses, awakenings, and rememberings of divine ancient wisdom. So let's journey. Hey everyone, so today we've got an awesome story time episode. We're going to be telling you about a ceremony with psilocybin that we took on Lana's 30th birthday, which was in January of this year, 2021. And this was a birthday that Lana will never forget. I will never forget this night either. And we wanted to do an in-depth story time with you about this today because It was an experience with extraterrestrial beings, which is something that happens for people on plant medicine, different kinds of plant medicine. For me personally, I started experiencing galactic type journeys in 2019, beginning with ayahuasca and from there psilocybin. So it is something that is very common for people and is something speaking for me personally that is like hard to understand, comprehend and grasp at first when you are having a type of a star seed or a galactic awakening. But, you know, the more that you can take in content such as this, it really solidifies and validates all of those experiences that you may be having in your dreams, in plant medicine ceremonies. And so that's why we wanted to share this story with you today, because it was truly awakening in a lot of beautiful ways. And we are consistently supported by the loving universe around us. And that also includes other entities from other places. And I think it's important to just shine a light on that, that there really isn't anything to be afraid of or fear when it comes to your own personal awakening, whatever that may look like to you. So yeah, Lana, was this a birthday that you'll remember forever? (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And I do want to say before we get started, if you're listening and you're like, uh, no, this is not for me, I'm not going to listen to this episode, give it a shot because I am someone who never had experiences with ETs and wasn't really sure that I believed in them before this experience. So, you know, come at this with an open mind because I understand that it might be a little bit out there for some people. But yeah, Zoe, it was unforgettable birthday and experience and something that was really unexpected for me. Yeah. So let's get started with just the night in itself. Yeah. So it was my 30th and obviously wanted to do a ceremony. So it was Zoe and I and our one other friend and we went to a little cabin in nature and we decided to do the ceremony on the Friday evening. So 
We were, you know, very intentional about it. Of course, we had our intentions. We opened up sacred space. We saged the home and we went about it very, very ceremonially. And yeah, I mean, it started off as a pretty typical journey for me, I would say. I mean, we had our gorgeous music on and that was starting to take us on a journey very quickly. And oh, it is worth mentioning that this was a higher dosage than both of us were used to, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, were you expecting something maybe a little different this time? I think I was expecting a deeper journey, of course, naturally it being a larger dose. We did lemon tech the mushrooms as well. And I think that's important to mention too, because upon ingesting the tea, it was like a very quick into it for myself personally. It only took like 15 minutes for me to be fully in the ceremony journeying experience. Yeah, same. It came on very quickly. And as I said, it started off very typically. The music was playing. It was beautiful. You know, we had this gorgeous fire going. And for me, the first maybe 15 to 20 minutes of like being in the mushrooms was a ceremony in itself. So I'll explain what was happening for me. At this point, Zoe was already kind of out. Zoe and I have very different ceremonies. Like she is typically kind of just like laying down with the eye shades completely out, doesn't move much, is (laughs) yawning a lot, and is just kind of astral traveling right? And I have more of a ceremony where the music and the altar and the space is very important for me. And it's very much a part of my process. So yeah, I was going to this place like right away of working with forgiveness and working on forgiveness. So I've done a lot of work this past nearly two years on healing a past relationship. And while I have done a lot of work, every time you heal something, another piece of the puzzle pops up or like the next step pops up. So it's this continual process of growth and healing. And the thing that I have been working on right now is coming into a place of true forgiveness and just sending love and thanks to this person who really hurt me. And the way that that manifested that evening was I could sense in my body the toxicity that I was holding on to because I was not in a place of full forgiveness and I was not in a place of fully wanting to send that person unconditional love, which is my goal. I want to get to a place where I can send that person unconditional love. So I was really sitting with that feeling and recognizing it and noticing it. And forgiveness for me has always been something that was very challenging. It still is. So I was literally like praying to the universe and being like, hey, look, I can't do this on my own. I don't know how to forgive. I need your help. I need the assistance to move past this and to move into forgiveness and unconditional love. Yeah. And similar to Lana, like we didn't speak about our intentions before we drank. But my intention was to remove the blocks around my heart space, just remove the resistance I had to love in my life. And what showed up for me initially was 
I was brought right away to this space in my heart where I needed to forgive my ex-boyfriend of over six years ago. This was a very abusive relationship, which I have wrote about in my book, Beating the Breakdown, or talked about on YouTube. And that was the last like long-term relationship that I was in. And I had thought that I had done a lot of the work, right? Like I've worked with coaches, I've done different plant medicine journeys, like focused on releasing this resistance and coming to this place of full forgiveness. But there's always more layers, just as Lana had spoke to. Like sometimes you think that, oh, you're done with something in your waking life. But then when you're under plant medicine, you can see the energetic layers of which you're still carrying this resistance or holding on to things. So I went to this place in my heart and I forgave this person. And what's crazy is that I hadn't really thought about this individual in a long time. And then for some reason, he came up on our drive up to the cottage where we were journeying. And that was just kind of interesting to me. Like it was meant to come up because there was this deeper layer that I was about to uncover. And so I went to this place in my heart and I forgave this person and I really just let him go. And a voice or like I hadn't seen this being, but I could tell that it was star family related. And this voice came to me and said, you can do this for Lana. Lana doesn't know how to let go and forgive to a deeper level. And would you like to do that for her? You have the ability to transform energy in this way. Would you you like to do that? And I said, yes, of course I would. It's Lana's birthday. Like I would do anything for her. And so I surrendered to this. And what ended up happening was that I was able to see that I was pulling energy from Lana in the same space of forgiveness of an ex, right? I knew who this ex was for her. Like I was very aware and aware of what she was feeling and the heaviness of it. And I was pulling this heaviness from her. And what it appeared like to me was like static energy, kind of like a fuzzy TV screen, let's say. And I was like pulling this like a river of energy from her And it was coming through my heart space. And when it was coming out the other side, it was transmuted just into neutral energy. So I was pulling pain, heaviness from Lana and transforming it. And so this being who was present, like guiding me through this, you know, I could tell that it was something that I was learning for the first time in a new way. And I'm very aware that I can transform people's energy as a coach. Like I just visibly see it happen on a daily basis. And that's what brings me a lot of joy in in my career. But this was like something greater. This was a deeper amount of energy, almost like really healing and clearing the past in a big way. And that's what kind of I was experiencing. Yeah. And what's super interesting is that I keep saying like that whole process was maybe 15 minutes. It was a couple of songs, but it really felt like an entire ceremony to me. Yeah. And what's interesting as you say that, because we didn't share our intentions out loud, we just prayed into our cups. And it's interesting how connected our intentions were in the sense that like you we're surrendering and asking for help to clear this individual from your past to let go to a deeper extent and to find that forgiveness. 
I was asking to clear my heart and I was brought to, okay, well, you need to forgive your ex to an extent that you didn't know was energetically possible. And it was like, I had to go to this depth within myself to then be able to assist you and answer to what you'd ask, like, let's say the angels for. And I got received the call and was the first person, I guess, like, bridge of incidents wise, like I was the fastest route to the manifestation that Lana was calling in through her intention of ceremony. Yeah. I mean, you literally answered the prayers that I was putting out into the universe, which is just so cool. And we were kind of (laughs) co-healing together. It is so wild that the same kind of core problem issue came up for both of us. But it also isn't because when we share ceremony space with other people, we're often doing the co-healing of the same root, root wounds, the core wounds. Yeah. And it's so powerful when you get to this place, like, because you're accessing a different level of your consciousness, like we are all one and we're all connected. So we naturally do the heavy lifting for others. And this was just another version of that experience. And so after the transmuting of the energy and that healing happened for me, this water song came on uh, (laughs) in the ceremony place. And as you know, on Plant Medicine, you're very attracted to the music. And this one just really caught my attention in a new way. And I remember just thinking, ah, oh, I love water. Water cleanses us so much. I can't really exactly remember what the lyrics were, but I just remember being like, I am the biggest fan of water. Like water is the answer of cleansing us all. And it just related to like this river of energy that I had pulled through Lana and transmuted. And then after that, oh, I have to go to the washroom. So I quickly like came back into my body and just like got up. And uh, And before we get there, let's back up just a little bit with what was happening in the energy of the room. Yeah, so the water song was playing. And Zoe, did you know that water is one of the elements that help us to channel more easily and connect with spirit? I just learned that. Okay, well, this all makes even more sense now. It all makes sense, right? So while the water song was on, it was energetically very dense in the room. And I, for the first time, was able to connect with the spirits in the room. And I was actually able to sense their energy and tune into them. And what I sensed from all of the spirits in the room, and there was so many, was that there was the shuffling in the room. Things were moving around. Things were reorganizing. Things were potentially awakening. And I felt like it was very, very difficult to settle and to calm down just because I was so tuned into this kind of like chaotic energy of the spirits. And Lena and I were both very tuned into this. Zoe was still out at this point. And we were kind of just like, that's weird. We were kind of like seeing stuff out of the corner of the eyes. And then as we looked to the left, you could kind of see down the hallway directly into the bathroom. So you could see the door of the bathroom. And I remember looking over and being like, huh, that's so weird. It looks like another dimension over there. And I literally turned to Lena and I was like, it looks like another dimension. And I didn't really trust that sense. I thought that maybe I was just visualizing something or seeing something because of the mushrooms. But essentially what I saw was like this very spaceship looking like door 
the door of the bathroom transformed into like a spaceship looking like thing. And it had blue and green neon lights orbiting around it. And then when you looked into the bathroom, there was actually this like effect in a house of mirrors where if you're in a house of mirrors, you see yourself projecting on into infinity. That's what the door looked like. It was like, do, 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 do. And it just kept going on and on. And, you know, later the next day when we discussed this, Lena and I saw the exact same thing. And then Zoe went to get up to the bathroom shortly after. Yeah. And so when I walked to the bathroom, I mean, I just had just come back to my body fully. And so I just was like walking to the bathroom very like slowly. I mean, my eyes were half closed, let's say. I didn't see any <laughs> any portal, but all I was was like, okay, I have to go pee. And that's my mission right now. And as I was like washing my hands, I'm about to like step out the door of the bathroom. That same voice that had guided me to do the healing was like, stop, wait here. Don't go. Don't leave. And I was like, okay. I didn't really understand. So I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew that that's where I was supposed to be. And it wasn't anything that I was afraid of. It was a very loving and safe energy. So I was like, okay, I'll just stay here. So I sat on the ground and then all of a sudden, like my body just started like vibrating. Energy was moving so fast within myself and like something was happening to me and I didn't really know. And I remember I leaned over the toilet because I'm like, well, am I going to purge? Like, is that what's going to happen? I just like energy was moving chaotically within my body. And it felt like I was trying to leave my body in a way, but like I was trying to do something. And so I remember like I gagged, nothing came out because it wasn't supposed to be like I was going to vomit, just like energy was trying to, my body was purging energy. It's like that dry heave you get sometimes in ayahuasca where like nothing actually comes out, but it, energy is actually being released. Exactly, exactly. So when that was happening to me, I just yelled help because I was so unfamiliar with what I was feeling in my body. And Lena rushed over. She's like, I'm here, I'm here. And so Lena was the other woman who was with us. She is such an angel and has, has such beautiful, calming energy. So as soon as she came there, I'm like, I'm safe. I'm very aware that I'm safe and the entity that was kind of with me that night guiding me that that was galactic feeling just felt like it was a loving presence and so Lana just started she put her hands on my shoulders and she's like yes you're you're safe you're okay and Lena was like communicating with these entities that were surrounding me I guess and I I wasn't really saying anything but I was like aware that Lena was communicating with them and Lana's like, oh, you're a Pleiadian. She's a Pleiadian. Like she was, she's saying that out loud. And then I was aware that Lena was communicating with them. And I said, Lena, you can communicate with them. And she said, yes, I didn't know that I could do that before this. And it's and worth mentioning when Lena came into the bathroom to come help you, what she saw was not you. She actually saw an eight foot tall man with long hair, who was with you, who was you, you two were one maybe. And then she was just like, yes, you are definitely a Pleiadian. Yeah. And what she said was that like when she first saw this man, she just knew in her inner knowing that this entity was Pleiadian. And she said that when I was sitting down there kind of hunched over curled up and she 
moved the hair from the back of my neck and she said she saw this kind of almost like a, a DNA symbol or something on the back of my neck that was like iridescent or glowing and she just had this inner resonance that she's a Pleiadian and like said that. And so I was listening to what was happening around me between this being and Lena communicating to like Lena somewhat communicating with me as to like what was going on in my body. And the Pleiadians asked if they could channel through me because they had messages. And specifically, there was a message for Lana, I remember. And I was concerned, I'm like, where's Lana? Because I was still very well aware that I was somewhat still helping Lana heal. Like we still had some type of like energetic connection at this point where I was still helping her heal. So I was like, where's Lana? Where's Lana? Where's Lana? I was very confused. I thought that the spirits that I was sensing for the first time were possessing you. <laughs> and I really was, I was afraid. And I didn't really know what was going on. And then I felt these primal feelings of insecurity come up. And I started to actually feel abandoned by you and Lena. And so I went to be with myself and these feelings of like core, core, like I can't describe it. It felt as primal as our need for heat and food is. Like that's how core this feeling felt of just like very deep unworthiness. And I was sitting with myself by the fire and just sitting with these feelings and feeling very confused and abandoned. And of course, the abandonment feelings had nothing to do with what was actually going on. That was just the trigger to bring out that core deeper wound within. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like I could feel that you were going through something like that. And I was very well aware. And the Pleiadians wanted to channel some messages. And they were trying and I was so trying did to... They, did they want to use your voice? What do you mean by that? Yes. Yes. So what I was going to... They kept asking. They're like, we have messages. We have messages. They wanted to channel. I felt like activation in my throat chakra. But very much like there was subconscious resistance present. And I said, they want to channel. They want to use me to channel. Like I was trying to voice to Lena that this is what was happening. She's like, yes, yes, I know. But something on a deeper level, like my body just wasn't ready. And I'm going to acknowledge myself for that because I felt a little bit saddened the next day or like just almost making myself wrong for the fact like, why couldn't I do it? Why didn't I let them do it? Like that would have been such an amazing experience for me, but my body was not ready. And when you're going to open yourself up in these ways, channeling, like let's say even like galactic channeling, like that's a whole other realm. There's multiple different dimensions. Like that's no joke, right? So my body didn't feel comfortable and I'm gonna acknowledge myself for that. And the being said then, okay, well, if you don't feel comfortable allowing us to channel come with us because we have things to teach you to show you and I love my experiences with my star family so I was of course like yes yeah of course I will leave my body I will go with you that sounds a lot better to me than having you channel because the comfort level is not yet there and so at that point I left my body and I guess I went up to Pleiades and I was aware that I still had 
a body on earth that was being taken care of and that was being worked on by said beings. So Lana, what was your experience when I had left my body, but was sitting there lying there in the bathroom? Lena was, you know, she was in between worlds. She was with you and up there with you in the sense that from my understanding of how she retold the story was that she could kind of see what you were experiencing and feel what you were experiencing and was like almost one with you. But she was also down on earth with me. And she was also with me. And she literally had for the next three, four hours while your body was here, but your soul was up in the stars. She literally had, you know, her giving hand on your back and she had her receiving hand holding me. So the way that I see it, she was literally this channel of like tethering you and your body to the earth and like taking that grounding earth energy from me and giving that to you while simultaneously walking both worlds. My experience was I was still very confused. I didn't really understand what was going on. I was with the music, but your body, Zoe, was, you were just out. You didn't move. You didn't say anything. You didn't do anything. You were gone. And we were just tending to your body and creating a safe space for your body to be held. Yes. And my awareness at this time where I would say my consciousness was in Pleiades, but I had awareness that I had this body, as I said, that was down on earth being worked on. And I was very well aware that what was being worked on was my feminine parts, which is a common thing when I had plant medicine ceremonies is that there's work being done, like let's say in my uterus and in my fallopian tubes and my eggs of some kind, but very like loving work releasing of trauma, ancestral trauma. That's a theme as well. So there was like a cleansing that was happening. My body was being worked on. And what Lena became present to while she was like, had her hand on my back while I was gone was that there was this clearing of trauma just related to, you know, mother trauma, like father trauma, like brother, like there was a lot of clearing of the energies of these main people in my family. And I wish I could sit here and tell you all today that I remember what I learned up in Pleiades, but I don't. I was aware that I was up there and I was aware that I was taking in knowledge and I was aware that it was going to like activate in me and that I would just know these things that I've learned. Like it would just basically happen for me. There's nothing that I needed to try to do. It just became a part of my being, all of the knowledge that was being downloaded and integrated into my system. And with the theme of the galactic ceremonies that I've had prior to that, it's like a lot of work being done on my jaw, which is why I tend to like yawn a lot because the knowledge that I gain from them, it's like they're downloading it into my jaw. That seems to be kind of what I understand in that space. But I guess I was gone for an earth time. I guess I was gone for like three to four hours, Lana. What would you say? I really don't. Yeah, that's what Lena said, that it was three or four hours. For me, it felt like more like six hours. But you know, time is very fickle and doesn't really exist in these states. Can you tell us, Zoe, what 
it felt like when you went back home. I'm taking these words out of your mouth because you you have referred to it as home. What did it feel like? Was there a sense of remembering? Was there the sense of like, wow, I've been here before? Did you recognize these other beings? Were you just happy and floating around? Like, what was it like? What did it feel like to remember? Yeah, that's such a beautiful question, Lana. So it is this like remembering. And when these beings have presented themselves, like the first time that I believe or that I can recall making contact with my star family was just in dreams. And so it's like whenever they've presented themselves, it's like I have this deep sense of love and trust for them because that relationship has already been established long before I've been on earth. It's this inner resonance of I know these beings, I trust these beings, these beings are me. So that's why when they're present, like you would think, oh, if I were to see a extraterrestrial like in the bathroom, I would have freaked out. But nothing that I see kind of shakes me in that way because of the overwhelming resonance and love that I feel. And when I leave my body to join these beings or when I have, whether that's in dreams or in plant medicine ceremonies or like astral projection experiences, is that it feels like coming home. And it's this deep, deep love that I've never, ever felt before. And it's this overwhelming sense of family. Family beyond like earth family, like it's family that is infinite. It's so powerful. It's something so beautiful, but it's such ease and peace of mind to listen and to learn from these beings. Wow. Hopefully that I explained it well enough. Was there a difference between the homecoming during this experience and the other times that you've like gone to visit or have been with the Pleiadians before? The commonality is that I don't remember what happens. Like I can remember leaving and like that feeling of like, yes, I'm going with you and like I'm leaving earth, I'm leaving the dense energy for a while and like it's very exciting and like love filled and everything. But there's this common situation or narrative to these journeys is that I don't remember what happens to me completely when I'm with them. There's only one experience of which I can remember what happened to me when I was up there. And this was actually a dream, an experience that happened when I was dreaming, but it was very much real to me, like my consciousness had left. And I was in this type of spaceship and there was like these different mannequins that had, they were just like mannequins of like torso up and they were human consciousness inside of these mannequins and the beings were teaching me how to suspend my ego and use my intuition. And that's what I was learning through life coaching was just to like live by my intuition and to suspend my ego, especially when working with clients and transforming their energy. So I was practicing on these mannequins with these Pleiadian beings they were teaching me how to use my intuition. And this was almost like a little, I don't know, galactic training session with them. Right. They were kind of helping you remember 
your gifts, your intuition, your ability to transform energy, your yes. how strong you can become when you live by your intuition, which I know has been a really big theme for you in the past year. You know what? I think we should take a moment to explain to our listeners who might not know what a Pleiadian is. Can we take a moment to do that? Because yeah. you know, not everyone's going to be familiar with it. Yeah, well, I think you should go write a headline because I know that you've especially done research since this experience a few weeks ago. Oh, I mean, I'm sure you could have much more to say than me, but from my understanding of the Pleiadians, they are, you know, higher dimensional beings from the Pleiades, the star system, and they are just full of love and they have been making contact with certain humans, humanity, because they're concerned about what's going on on this planet. And they really want to help us and that they send uh, Pleiadian starseeds like Zoe down here to uh, help make that contact and bridge the worlds and, you know, hopefully usher humanity into more love. Does that, yeah. Do, yeah, does yeah. that explain it? Do you have anything and to add? Just to add that or in more simpler terms, just guide the ascension to humanity and most Pleiadian, like when they are here doing work on, let's say, starseeds or different humans, they are just helping ignite those gifts that heal the world, right? That heal people. And so a common mission, I guess, that people like myself who have experiences with the Pleiadians is just like we're meant to, to heal and transform energy, right? To clear darkness and transmute darkness into light energy. I literally have like full body chills as we're talking about this because my body just like knows that it's true. It's yeah. wild. And I'm so grateful that we are speaking about this because I know for myself when I was having my starseed awakening, I mean, this started when I was younger. I've always had this aversion to planet Earth. I commonly wake up from dream state and my first thought is, oh, planet Earth again. or oh, planet Earth. And I always thought that there was something wrong with me. Like, why is that the first thought that comes in my mind? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And why do I refer to it as like planet Earth when this is the only home that I know? And but no, but like, it causes a lot of disruption in the mind, right? When you're wondering, like, why am I going through all this? Why do I feel like I literally am an alien? Like, I don't feel like I can relate to anyone or I don't feel like I like planet Earth or that this is necessarily my home and I have a longing for other places that I don't know. This like consistent longing because my soul is from another place. And of course I chose here, I chose to be on planet earth and to guide the ascension. But before entering this realm, I had to walk through a veil of forgetfulness. And so finally understanding this content, like whether it's starseed awakening or understanding galactic journeys, or let's say diving into Gaia, it really granted me that peace of mind that, okay, you're not crazy. I'm not crazy. These experiences are very valid. And although they may not make sense to the majority of people, or this may sound like quote unquote crazy, I am a, a very aware human being. And I know that the things that I experience are real. And now that I can have a name and a place and different just having consumed more content on it, I can name these things so they no longer have to be these loose ends in my mind. 
which grants just so much peace in myself. Yeah, I, I think it's so important to acknowledge yourself. And I want to acknowledge you as well for just, you know, going through that feeling that you probably felt so alone in. I mean, who could relate to you in feeling like you're not of this earth and feeling like you don't want to be here every morning when you wake up and feeling like no matter you're someone who has traveled to so many places and lived in so many places and you know, you still can't find that feeling of home. Where is home? Where is home? And it's because that's not here on earth for you. So, you know, you've just walked this journey with so much grace and ambition. And it's so incredible to see you stepping into your truth and to uncover these truths and to really remember who you are. It's like that uh, Ram Das quote, we're all just walking each other home. And it is so beautiful to think that, you know, at some point, my soul and your soul and Lena's soul all decided that on Lana's 30th birthday, we're going to help guide Zoe back home. Because that's when it's going to be time for her to do that. And we made that contract with each other. Yes. And thank you so much, Lana. I just love your words so much. I really appreciate you and love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> and so back to the journey. What's interesting is, as you mentioned, like we all chose this night of like your 30th birthday. And I think like our friendship, Lana and I met less than a year ago. Which is my, like, that's mind blowing. It's mind blowing because like just this soul family connection just right clicked. And I'm sure those of you listening have had that experience too, where it's like, I've always known Lana and like, I can't really imagine like life on earth before I knew you. I'm like, no, it was just always, you were always just part of my consciousness, whether I was like aware of you in my three-dimensional reality or not, you were always there. Well, yeah, you were always working with me because I was always watching your videos. We've talked about this before. Like there was a connection between us. Yeah, which is like so special. And I can't wait to like even more of it unfolds. And what's interesting is like Lana introduced me to the tribe in which we take part in ayahuasca ceremonies. And when I was in the last ayahuasca ceremony of 2020 for myself, I was told or like guided to say like do the master cleanse again do the yes, so, let's talk about this <laughs> yeah so the week just before we went can you to, tell us who guided you to do the master cleanse again that was ayahuasca so madre but sometimes i'm a little bit sometimes i'm very aware that it's actually my star family uh when i have plant medicine journeys and then sometimes i'm like is it a star family voice or is that ayahuasca's voice? Sometimes I'm a little bit, it's an unclear piece for me, but from what I understand, it was Aya that guided me to the master cleanse again. So I was like, yeah, like whatever you say, Madre, like I do. <laughs> and uh, because it's always, always works in my favor in magical ways. So I had took part of the master cleanse, which just like a brief overview. I mean, if you will just toss a video in the show notes, maybe Lana, about what the master cleanse is that I've created because I always come at it from a very spiritual standpoint is the master cleanse for me, the two times that I've done it feels like a 10, 12 day ayahuasca ceremony in itself. It's a very healing, but also just like it's so good for the light body because you completely cleanse your system of just any ickiness, anything that doesn't need to be there, like parasites even and stuff like that. So my body was very light before Lana's 30th 
birthday ceremony. And I see now how all of this was a piece to the puzzle because I don't think that I could have left my body in the way that I did had I not done the master cleanse before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was this divine knowing and divine guidance that the appointment is coming up. Zoe will be traveling. Let's get her body to be light. That's kind of how I see it. And then also the portal that the Pleiadians chose to open up for Zoe to travel, which was in the bathroom, was freezing. It was so cold in there. We were in minus 20, minus 25 degree weather. The bathroom had like ceramic tiles. It was freezing. And again, it made sense. Your body had to be very light to travel. And we had to be in a cold environment that like resembled space in order for you to leave your body. Yeah. And so I was gone, as you guys know, for this period of time that's like unknown and unknown of what fully happened to me when I was up there. I understand it's all light and love though. And as I was coming down to earth, this was a longer process. I was in and out of dimensions. It was very awakening, let's say, coming back to my body in this time. And we'll go into more details about that. But overall, this was like I was being born for the first time or like something had been awakened in me that I had never experienced before and life would never be the same. That was the overarching theme. And Lana, what did you experience when I started to come back to my body? What was that for you? Oh my goodness. So Lena and I had music playing while you know you were gone because the music was guiding our journeys. And oh my goodness, this song came on and it was talking about how the whole point of this life is to come here and to remember who you are and how this life is just a dream and it'll be over in a minute. And that song was playing and I believe that that's exactly when the process started for you. And there was the Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha chant in that song. And Lena started chanting and she was like, I need you. I need you. And we both started chanting together. And the mood was very, it was like the beauty and mystery of life was like wrapped into that moment. And it was very tender and beautiful. I think I was crying. And I think the chanting activated your journey back home, your journey back to earth. Because after um, the chanting happened, you started to slowly start to come back. And it probably took a solid half an hour for you to fully come back. So, you know, the first signs of you starting to come back, and this happened very suddenly, like you have to remember that you were out, like no words coming out of your mouth, no movement in your body for hours. So when you started to come back, we were just like, oh my God, whoa. And, you know, the first signs where you started to say things like, she's a Pleiadian. And you started to say things like, what's going on? What dimension am I in? And all the while your head was kind of down, but you were saying these words to us. And we were like, okay, she's, she's starting to come back. And I still really didn't know what was going on. I had no idea that you were in Pleiades. I had no idea that you were astral traveling. And the moment that everything clicked for me and I finally understood was you finally put your head up and your face was, I don't know, like three or four inches away from my face. And we were looking at each other and your face was different. It was very big. 
your eyes were very big and round. Your chin was very angular. Your nose was even like a different shape. (laughs) Yeah. And the most interesting part is like you had these iridescent glowing tattoos running along your face and it was just full of love. Love was the only thing that you knew. Mm -hmm. When you looked at me, do you recall what you saw in that moment? Yeah. So like my head was down when I first started coming back into my body and it was very much, I was like shuddering. Like I was like, like I was almost like vibrating is what, I don't know if that's what my body was actually doing, but it felt very like vibrational. Like I was trying to get back into my body and I was traveling from a very light place, let's say, into a place that was very dense. And so I think that's why it took a long time and I was naturally resistant to it. Okay. So know that that same kind of thought pattern of like planet earth. Oh no, I don't like, I like it better up there was kind of my experience too. And I was in and out of different dimensions as I was traveling back. I was not fully aware of my body. I was not aware of Zoe. I was not aware of this experience. I didn't fully understand what earth was. I was thinking very much in terms of vibration and frequency. That when I heard uh, Lana and Lena will say Zoe or like planet Earth, remember planet Earth, I was just comprehending vibrations of what they were saying as in like I was just listening to the sounds. And I remember I had this first initial understanding of Zoe and I was thinking about it very vibrational like, oh, that's the vibration that I'm called on said planet that is planet Earth. That's how I began to understand things was in terms of vibration before I could even see. Because when I looked up, when I brought my head up and I was looking at your face, Lana, for that first time, I would just saw light energy. I hadn't, your body, your face had not fully materialized in the dimension that I was in, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't really aware of what I was looking at And it was almost like I began to see a human for the first time, which sounds crazy, but it might have been like I was still embodying this very extraterrestrial side of myself. This is what I'm trying to understand because I remember looking at your face and it was like I first recognized your soul before you materialized in front of me. Like It was like, yes, this soul and Lena's soul, I know these people, we chose this. That was the message that kept being planted in my mind by whoever was guiding me, star family-wise, back into my body said, you chose this, you chose this, it's all love, and you chose this. Each one of you here chose this. You knew this was going to happen before you entered planet Earth. You knew this, you chose this, you knew, and it just kept being reiterated to me, and also it's all love, it's all love. And then I remember your face started to materialize, and so did Lena's, and I just like, you're so beautiful. Wow. Like you're so beautiful, like human beings. And it was like, I was awakening to this experience for the first time. (laughs) And you said my voice, Lana, was different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Zoe was slowly coming back. Things were starting to materialize. I think at one point I was like, does music make sense to you? And you kind of had to like take a moment to be like, oh yeah, music, music's beautiful. But your voice was not your voice. It was 
I don't mean this in a bad way, but it was almost like personalityless, like it wasn't programmed yet or something. It was like it had the innocence of a child, you know, like a child that has not yet been programmed or like had anything downloaded into it. It was very pure and innocent and it did not have the pitch or just the sound that your human voice has. It was like you were like literally reborn onto earth. Yeah. And I remember like as I was coming back into my body, like I did just, it was just very vulnerable feeling. Like I felt a child or I felt like I was just like, I had just been born onto a new place, like almost like a fish out of water or something like that. Like I was like, wow, I feel very vulnerable. And one of the first kind of, I would say primitive type of like impulses that I got that I was back in my body. I remember asking you guys, like, is it safe to go pee? And I remember asking you both that, but I didn't fully understand what going pee meant. But I knew that my body was communicating with me that I had to eliminate because the beings were working on my feminine parts and I had to release something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we really had to like take you through the steps of this is what that means. Yeah, I didn't understand. I honestly going pee, like I was saying it, but I didn't know what my body fully was yet. And I didn't know how to control my body in any way. I didn't understand. And so I remember I asked you this over and over again, because I'm like, something inside of me is telling me that I have to go pee because I need to eliminate and release what work that had been done was the message, but I didn't know my body yet. Mm -hmm. And it really took the process of like, from you coming back And us, you know, being in the bathroom and like literally like welcoming you back to you being strong enough to stand up to go back to the room where we had the fire and the ceremony was like probably an hour. But, you know, there was this like very, very beautiful moment that I will never forget of the three of us just on the bathroom floor, like huddling each other and like crying and just being like, what just happened? I think all three of us knew that life was never going to be the same, that there was a lot of deep love for each other, and that we did choose this and that our connection goes back very, 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 very far. Yeah. And it just like, I just keep having this kind of mental picture and this feeling of like, when I began to come back to my body, like I recognized your souls first. Mm-hmm. And it was like, did I it was, feel ancient? Like, did it, it feel like you've known us forever? Yes. And beyond that, it was like, it felt infinite as in like, it's also a future thing beyond what I'm comprehending in this realm, like future lives from now as well. It's the same connection that will always occur in our lives. And it's all happening at once, right? Like past mm-hmm. and future is all existing all at once. Like that's what I became very present to at that time. And it was so, so special because I remember I came back into my body and it was like, I still, that message of we all three chose this was so prominent in me that I remember like asking you guys, but you knew this was going to happen before, right? Like I was still unaware of fully like three-dimensionally that we drove up to this cottage and like, this is what we had done. Like it was very much, oh, we just all landed on planet earth right now. Like that's almost like what it felt like. And so I was so sure that us three I don't know, like we all became awakened or woke up to something, a greater level of consciousness, something that we chose and that just 
Does this make sense, Lana? Like, I just- like literally have chills all over my body still. Like, yes, it makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. So I remember asking you guys, like, I was trying to make sense of it. I'm like, you know, we chose this. Do you remember? Did you know that this was going to happen? My three-dimensional body, and as I was coming back to my brain fully, uh, was like trying to comprehend that, no, like on a somewhat three-dimensional level, we did not expect this to happen. But on a soul level, we knew that this was happening and we chose this and we pre-planned this. Yeah. And I think that feeling in the bathroom that the three of us had, just like that moment that we shared was us all realizing that, that the three of us chose to be here on this earth together at this time and that we're here to do something together and that there's like some holy like triad relationship between the three of us. And it was so cool. Like I will also say, you know, I saw that iridescent tattoos on your face, but then I also looked over at Lena and I was able to see a tattoo on her face as well. And I was like, hey, you have this, it almost looks like a feather or a wing on your face. And the second I said that she started to cry because I think that's the first time that anyone has seen it before. And she said, yes, like Mother Ayahuasca gifted that imprint to me during a ceremony once. Wow. Like she was, she was just nodding her head and being like, yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's like so you can't, beautiful. You can't make that shit up. You can't. <laughs> and you know what was so special and so validating to me about this journey is that you saw my Pleiadian self, let's say. Lena was communicating with the beings around me before I even said anything that they were there. So this was very validating to me because my experiences have just been my own, as in the dream state or astral projecting and or in plant medicine ceremonies of like, well, this seems to be a trend. But now on a three-dimensional level, I have two people who I love and trust so much telling me that they saw it. I, they saw it. So it, it really became even more true for me because I'm a, as we all are human beings that need so much validation in different ways to solidify our experiences. This was so special to me because finally I felt like it's fully safe to share more of this with the world, like share more of my experiences because two people that I love and trust saw it happen to me as well, saw this experience play out for what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're definitely here to validate your experiences in a very real way. And like, I mean, the next day, you both validated as well. And then I started to get these markings appear on my body. And like, I took photos of it. I shared a video on YouTube where I like shared these photos, but like you both saw that with your own eyes. And we took photos of these different markings on my body, or I had these cuts over my nose around like where I know that there was work done on my third eye. And Mm -hmm. just even though I had the photos, but just you two being there, seeing it, Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I mean, your body off. didn't move the whole time you were gone. It's not like you banged your head somewhere. Yeah. Yes, because it's so easy that our ego tries to talk us out of these experiences that we may have on plant medicine or yes. having like mystical type experiences because it's not something that is a commonality in the matrix, right? Well, even the next day, we were just kind of like sitting there having brunch and there was this silence and it was just like, did that actually happen? Like your ego, your 3D mind tries to make so many excuses up for the story not being true. 
that it wasn't real. Yes. But then what's been beautiful about this one is that I consistently have been met with this mirror from the universe that continues to validate it. Like the next day I took a shower and whatever was inside of me started activating. And that was just the inner knowing of like these things that are showing up on your skin is just whatever work had been done is beginning to activate within you. And so I had these like different red markings and symbols and and it was moving. Like it wasn't something that it wasn't a hive or anything, let's say, where it just like popped up on the skin. It stayed there. This was like something that was like moving under my skin and it felt very different than anything that I felt before. And we drove back to Toronto and then the following day and the following weeks ahead, I had more validation in the sense that I was working out with my personal trainer. And I entered his condo and he always has this like amp playing this music. I walk in and it just goes, it like fuzzes up. He has to like restart the system. And he's like, what did you do? Like, what did you bring in here? Like, that was wild. I have this lights in my condo where I normally have this space on my table where I sit down to do my work. And each time I sit under these lights now, they start flickering. I can have them on and they're fine. But as soon as I go to sit underneath them, they start flickering. And I went and got a Reiki healing and then the music shut off. Like Again, I'm having all these weird frequency type, I don't know, type validation, I suppose. Frequency disruptions. Yes. That just show me like something happened. And actually, I forgot to mention this, but when I got out of the shower, I was so excited to show Lana and Lana these markings because they were like all activating. And I walked past the fire alarm and the fire alarm was (laughs) on. And like, it's just a whole lot of- Yeah, we were just like, (laughs) uh, what is going on? It was a lot. But I think it's safe to say that like life has not been the same since Mm -hmm. this all happened. And maybe we'll do another episode in a month or two to talk about our integration. I don't know about you, but I'm still like deeply integrating that because when you are exposed to the reality that other dimensions and beings exist, your life changes quite a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe we'll do a separate episode on that. Yeah, I think so too, because I'm still integrating. And I think there's like a couple important disclaimers to be made here is that we journeyed in a safe space with people that we love and we came about everything intentionally, right? So we all intentionally planned this ceremony in a safe space in nature we staged, we set sacred space. Like we were very intentional about journeying at that time with people that we love and trust. So that's one thing too. We also knew where the psilocybin came from and we were very well aware and comfortable with what we were ingesting. And Lana Um, did also bless the medicine before we took it. Yes. And yeah, I think that's just important to note, of course, is that be intentional always when journeying with these medicines because portals can open up like we just explained and different things can happen. And we've, us three have journeyed together prior with psilocybin and ayahuasca. So we have built that connection and that trust to journey with each other. These things are to be taken seriously. These plant medicines are to be taken seriously. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for saying that, Zoe. And it's very important to, you know, I was recalling this experience to our ayahuasca shamans and they were like, 
you know, it's really important to have um, someone there that can serve as a tether to the earth because often, you know, when someone astral travels, sometimes I don't want to scare anyone, but like sometimes they might not come back or they'll like come back and be completely different. And it's so interesting because like Zoe was astral traveling, Lena was essentially being a shaman who was like walking between worlds. And then I was just there with my candle, like my like earthly altar and like my candle. And I was just like, why am I here? Like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not contributing anything. Like it was that primal low self-worth that was coming out. And it's become very clear now over the past week since this has happened that my role in the ceremony was essential because I was that grounding earth element that helped to bring Zoe back into this dimension when she was ready to come back. Yeah, so important, Lana, because like you've always been this grounding presence in my life and have shown me so much to like love and like awaken to the earth in new ways, which is so special. But I can't imagine coming back down to earth and being met with any other two souls. Like it really just had to be you. No, it really did because just seeing you both is what allowed me to feel safe to fully come back into my body. I don't think that it could have happened the way that it did with anyone else. And so that's why it's so important to journey with people that you love and trust and feel that deeper connection with because, yeah, I mean, I've never had an experience like that fully on plant medicine. Every journey is different, of course, but I can't imagine like what it could have been like if it wasn't with the both of you. I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) So excited to see what comes from this. And wow, it's such a such a blessing to know you and Lena. And I'm just so grateful for you both. Yeah, I'm so grateful for you both. And I mean, we're still awakening to it. And that's why I can't wait to do a follow up episode on this. You guys will have to reach out on social media or or wherever you feel comfortable and like let us know if this resonated with you in different ways or what you would like to know about us waking up further from this experience because so much has shifted and changed and we've both so been much. called to do a Sananga dieta following this experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I finished my dieta last night and Lana will finish up hers in a week or so. So we're definitely going to have updates on how we've been integrating and what has changed in our lives since this experience. Yeah, I mean, it was the ultimate wake up. And of course, you know, a lot of steps had to be taken before I was ready to awaken to this level. But it really, really, really like skyrocketed me into uh, 5D consciousness, unity consciousness and awareness in a way that was just so powerful. So we're so excited to share that with you. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this and I hope that it just expanded your consciousness in different ways or your awareness. And if anything, like granted you validation for any experiences that you may have had in plant medicine or the dream state or just anything, because that's what we're here to do is to assist you in your integration from whatever that looks like. Exactly. Thank you so, so much for listening and sharing this space with us. We hope that you gained something from it. Yeah, we will see you guys again or chat with you guys again. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to share space with us on the Modern Psychedelics podcast today. We're on social media at Modern Psychedelics. Please like, share, and subscribe for more expansive content on a daily basis. If this episode sparked something within, please let us know by leaving a review of our podcast on Apple. The work begins after you come back down to earth, and we're standing shoulder to shoulder with you doing it.